0: I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings
1: the- Dude, that's pretty oh, cool I man, that is really, just sad plans sad plans. Plans. <laughs> by a sad clown
0: a sad Dude, that's pretty good <laughs> This is the clue Bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omana packs, exploring their f experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. Really excited for uh, a chance to talk through um, just life and experience with uh, Vandele this morning. Hopefully, we'll, we'll learn uh, how he got that name, although many people might know, and then um, Actually, you know, you've been in F3 for a long time, so I, I would love to hear just your uh, thoughts, experiences as um, things have gone on. And um, I don't know, why don't you just start us with that first workout, who brought you out, and uh, where the name Vandalay comes from.
2: Okay. Um, so Sweet Tooth uh, sent me an email. Uh, a lot of you guys know Sweet Tooth. He's a, a regular Saturday guy. Um, he sent me an email early on. It was like the first month or two that F3 had started here. He had gotten pulled in by Kurds who since moved on to, to Denver. They're friends through our parish and our school, so our kids all, they were all going to school together. And he you know, worked out and he sent me an email. A couple other guys too, I think. And I I looked into it and I I called him. I was like, you know, what is this thing exactly? I think he had only been once or twice at that time. Um, and I, I actually, it was really odd because I, I worked out a long time and I played sports and usually fairly active. But I, I told my wife shortly before that, I'm, I'm kind of looking for something else activity wise. Just something else workout wise, I, I just felt like I wasn't, you know, I was in a little slump or something. I said, I just need something different. And it was just a couple weeks later, I got that message from, me. so it's kind of odd. Um, so I went. So the first time, I think there was, I don't know, maybe 12, 15 guys there the most was Saturday at Oracle Boys Town. And uh, went through the workout, was I you know I had a good time and obviously a, a lot of people were fairly new there. I think there were even three or four new guys that day. Little man was there that day, I think, and CSI and named that day. But went through the workout and at the end they went through the naming. The uh, Kurds and Sweet Tooth, a few others knew that I have done a lot of soccer and I, I coached a couple of guys' kids, and I, I was still playing. and They're like, Oh, you know, this guy plays a lot of soccer. Pele, corner. I, mean, I threw out all these names that people have been named since then. And, and somebody, nobody else really knew me. Somebody asked me, What do you do? I said, I'm an architect. And they said, Well, I have George stands on Seinfeld. He was wanting to be an architect, Bandelet. And I, I'm not sure anybody there knew what that meant at all. Uh, but. <laughs> But it was funny because I'm a huge Seinfeld fan of Buff. I didn't mention that at all. Um, I don't know that I even told anybody that much about me because guys started in on soccer stuff. And then somebody asked what I did. I said an architect and Vandelay came out. So it's usually the um, some of the, the older generation guys who grew up watching Seinfeld knew that George always wanted to be an architect. His name was Art Vandelay if he was an architect. And, and so that's where that came from. I love that. So, and that was about three years ago, is that right? Yeah, I started in July after it started. So I'm about almost three and a half, come up on three and a half years or so now. So, yeah. And where, I guess, any sort of insight
0: on, you know, you mentioned you were kind of looking for something different, but any, you know, is that you were approaching maybe a milestone uh, age? I know you maybe celebrated last year or any
2: anything you can uh, key in on there? Well, not necessarily related to that. Um, I you know, I, I would run a lot on my own in, in lifted weights. I ran lifted weights. I played soccer with some guys, but I never, you know, it wasn't like a group that we were really connected to. I, I guess I, I maybe was looking for some people, sometimes people more that had similar mindsets. Um, I don't know that I thought I was looking for that, but I think over time I figured out that may have been what I was looking for. Um, I, you know, I, I really enjoy the aspect of being challenged. I think part of my issue with workout is, you know, when you run by yourself, workout by yourself, you don't I don't have a really good measuring stick. And I think working out with more guys and being pushed and realizing, no, I'm not really running that fast or, or whatever, or I'm not pushing myself enough. Um, I think that was where I had improvement is having that ability to kind of have other people to really gauge, am I really doing benefit
0: for myself so that's awesome i i think um and and pony can attest i mean i think he's he's always got that measuring stick over the guys that are faster than him uh so (laughs) just kidding um so and and i'm i want to know um you know, because I remember really early on when we first started doing some of the discussions after Paradise, I remember you were, you know, a regular participant in those, and I think um, we had some really good uh, conversations um, just throughout that, you know, it's kind of a smaller group, and we would talk about, you know, how do you develop goals or prioritize your family, all that sort of stuff, but where, where do you kind of see yourself, you know, as you look at the Fitness Fellowship and Faith, I mean, have, have you grown in those areas? Are you sort of still pursuing some of those, or where do you see yourself at on that uh, sort of continuum?
2: Oh, I know it's a good question. I think um, F, my time at F3 has really given me more opportunities to really evaluate where I am with various aspects of my life. Obviously, there's not, I, I've used this as a COT topic before. I, I have people that I consider that have been my friends for you know, a good portion of my life or since college, fraternity life and But you know, these are friends I see twice a year, once a year, on occasion. Um and, and probably a lot of them I, I, I would say whether or not I get into real, you know, serious discussions about life and stuff, I'm just I'm just not around them that much. Not to say that they're they're not my friends, they certainly are, but when you're spending every day with people, the the level of um, knowledge of each other and and reliance on each other is just a lot different so i think there's opportunities to really evaluate where you are life-wise obviously you have we've talked about this you you know you compare yourselves to what other people are doing whether that's workout wise or just self-improvement wise or uh, relationship wise Um, you know the key source stuff's been a, a good thing for me, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm the most openly uh, vulnerable person or don't share a lot about what I'm generally thinking all the time. But um, certainly, I, I like those conversations. I like to be tested on things. I you know, don't mind. I'm certainly willing to lend an ear to anybody all the time. But I think the opportunities to get to, to, get to know some people Maybe know that there are people that you can count on on a more regular basis for, you know, emotional help, personal help, uh, really somebody if you need really to talk to. I think that group of people is zeroed in more with this group in terms of the people you know on a more regular basis, on a more personal level. Uh, so in that in that regard, it's been a lot different. You know. Just
1: I wanted to touch on QSource real quick because you kind of brought it up. So for the guys that are looking to dive in, right, looking for mm-hmm. something new, looking for some connection there, what is it about, I guess, what can they get from attending a QSource? I know you've kind of opened up that maybe you don't share that much at QSource or you're not the most mm-hmm. transparent, but, I mean, what do you take away and what do you think other guys can take away from QSource?
2: You know, it's, I, I think probably that venue gives me an opportunity to feel more comfortable about that as opposed to just kind of regularly sharing a whole lot about myself on a regular basis. I think the interesting thing about QSource to me has been, you know, a lot of us through work have been through leadership development and project manager training and all these kinds of things. And quite honestly, the experience of, of listening to discussions in QSource and reading that, some of that material, has probably provided more insight into leading people or being the right follower for certain leaders or whatever the case is, I think there's more exposure to real life situations and obviously more than work, but a lot of it can be applied to work and leading people and leading teams. And I think I've probably learned a lot more than that than I've learned in any kind of other leader training, probably because there's a lot more open discussion, right? There's a lot more, People tend to share more about how they applied things to life, right? and it's not so much in any work, so much setting. The thing I people have mentioned this to me before. I would say I'm fairly uncomfortable being in the position of thinking that I have wisdom. Uh, some people have mentioned that you know you're you're the older group people look up to. You. I, I don't really, I don't like. I always I like think to think come, that I'm, I think it comes with age, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't like being in that age. Uh, but I, I think the I, I think I'm always still learning. Like I don't I don't know enough to tell anybody what the right decision is, I think in a lot of cases. I I don't know that I know the answer to a lot of those things. And so I, I always think that I, I have a lot more to learn than than I'm able to offer insight on. So I'm always looking to kind of learn from others. It, the fact that people might be looking for me. I mean, obviously, I recognize that. I guess I'm humbled by that position rather than feeling that I'm dignified in that position. I guess I, I don't know that I feel what I have to say is any that much more important than what somebody can learn from somebody else a lot of the time. So. You know, it's funny because just your response to that
0: question, right, I think shows the the wisdom that some of of the younger guys maybe lack, right, just to know that you don't know it all, and um, I, I found myself, you know, I'm, I'm, I have a hard time not speaking up at those things because I think I have so much wisdom and and I, I leave sort of wondering, you know, we know, we know. (laughs) I wonder wonder sort of what you're thinking and, you know, we've had a few conversations um, because you have some, you, you have kids, right? And so, yeah, yeah you know, the ability to influence or impact our, our children versus a, a guy in F3 and like, you know, it's, it, sometimes we can have more influence on like the guy next to us in a, a workout than our, our
2: Yeah. Lives. Well, it's funny because t- today obviously is a Q source day and we, we had a rather small group at, at Paradise today, but we, I had a pre-run with a couple of guys. Splinter and I had some some nice discussion and nice discussion on, on run and actually during the workout, a few guys. And, you know, he has a, a group of kids and, and I have a couple minor older, but um, he probably knows a lot more than me with, from the perspective of having a lot more kids than my <laughs> being older. Sometimes I feel I have, uh, you know, I have people say, you know your kids at a certain age, you can't you can't have information about them because they're an adult or whatever. And like my, my kids are hardly adults, I think some days. But uh, you know they're twenty-one and nineteen, so they should be on their way. But we'll see.
0: What um, I'm curious. So you know you so you celebrated your um, you know the fiftieth birthday sort of during the pandemic. Also uh, yeah. took on a site um, at the Oracle, so really our our sort of you know mothership site. Yeah. Um, you know, talk me through maybe those experiences or other uh, things that you might remember the, the past three years, just things that stand out to you.
2: Yeah, uh, so I've been in F3, you know, up to two years or so coming on to COVID time. And there, there were a few people that were very concerned about me getting into the respect uh, category, uh, probably mainly khakis for the most part. But the, the original, the CSOP, was planned to be on the day of my birthday, my 50th birthday uh, that year, and we had shut down literally just a month before that. And I I had disappointment because I was thinking, well, that's going to be a significant day, kind of cool day, and everybody would be together. I thought, well, that would be kind of an interesting thing. But, you know, the reality is the world was dealing with a lot more important things than that at that time. And and so there are a lot people dealing with real significant issues and that became rather (laughs) rather unimportant thing but the fact that groups carried through from f3 during covid time was a huge thing for me and others have talked about this is you know that carry on of we went through the isolation period for a while on your own and then we kind of you know small groups sprouted of of workout groups and there's some guys i got to know a little better you know, some of the writers and, and Sparty and stuff started I think around during that time, that those smaller groups allowed some of us just to get to know each other a little better, but also that reliance, that that was something regular during COVID. And before, I mean, for my job, I travel quite a bit. Usually I have all day meetings or meetings to start with physicians and surgeons early in the morning and so My regularity before was, you know, two or three days a week if I was lucky on Saturday. Once COVID hit, I was in town all the time. I went every day and started getting pre-runs. And, and so it was kind of that regular thing that Monday, I knew I was going here, Tuesday, I was going here, Wednesday. It was like, you could, uh, uh, you could figure, it's almost like you could only remember what day of the week it was by what site you were posting at. Cause everything else was almost the same all the time. Right? And so that kind of regularity was, was a good thing during that time. But on, on my birthday that Saturday, I actually led a workout to a small group of like 20. Uh, 18 or 20, and, and it was it was it was a good morning. It was it was fun and it was you know the day I moved into respect category. But the, the shortly after that they asked me to take over the Oracle who uh, you know for man and I room moon service was infilling during the time there during COVID. And at that during COVID we had a lot of guys that started working out at six on Saturdays. And so people were working out at six and seven and I decided to open the Oracle. Um, that was also the transition of wait time to tater Todd as Mantan. So said, oh, we're going to open the two sites. So we'll have two on Saturday <laughs> and I was kind of like, oh, well, I wasn't, I really wasn't planning on that. Are we having two different people there or what. And it just, it just kind of happened. And so we, we had two sites uh, or two times on Saturday and over time that just, developed into the Saturday morning. You know, we had, we had two times and for various weeks, there's a lot of discussion. Well, do we need to split these? Do we need to run different, do we need two people, whatever? And it just, it just never really developed beyond that. And I think it it, it, it became part of my Saturday routine just to be at both. And it, it actually became one of those things that once you sign people up to queue and you're trying to get people to do it, I, I really felt a sense of responsibility to not leave them there and so I just I, I went to both times and I think there were once or twice that I missed I missed one because of my COVID shot made me sick and I couldn't go to either one and one was the coldest like the coldest day of the year that that frigid week we had gone to workouts all week and I I pre-ran and went to six and I apologize to Wentworth but like if I stay for seven I think I'm gonna like we've transitioned to cheap seats which has been an awesome transition he fully he during the time he had gravitated to go into both workouts also and so he was happy to take well i hope he was happy to take that over but that was a great um i think he's the right person for that he's just acclimated to everybody so well he was great um he he connected with people very well and um, he's kind of taken over that same ownership of both times so i think it's worked out pretty well just on that piece real quick, you know, the last few interviews we've done, we've asked,
1: we've asked the former site on how, like, I guess what went into the thought process on who we're going to have take over.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: with Chief Seats, was it, you know, he came out and reached out to you and said, hey, man, I'm ready? Or was it, you know, you were looking to pass, you, you kind of no. noticed he was uh, displaying some leadership?
2: Yeah, he... Yeah, he and I had been on a lot of pre-runs together, so working a lot of times together. He on Saturdays he was always there at both times. I don't know what originally drove him to be there for both times, but he would he would come. And you know, there's a handful of guys that kind of on and off would go to both, and there's regulars for each time. There's a handful of guys that occasionally might go to both. He was there pretty much every week, and he really had developed a lot of relationships with people at both times and I just I we were running one day and I said you know we're looking to transition this and at the time my hope was to wait until we were back at Boys Town to do it so I could actually recite site queue at least one week at Boys Town <laughs> and I said you know he, he agreed to do it I, well, I think he thought about it for a little bit and then and said he he was interested in taking over Saturday that was the easiest day for and I know he travels a lot during the week, too, and he's worried once COVID was done, a weekday it would be tough for him, so Saturdays would work out well. And we were talking about splitting the two times when we went back to Boys Town, but ultimately, I think it was decided it was best to keep it as one thing, just two of them following each other, and, and uh, he agreed to do it. And then it was just a matter of us waiting it out. In the beginning of the summer, we originally thought we were moving back to Boys Town in June, and they kept pushing it back, and we decided, you know, we're not going to stream this out. We'll just change it over. Chiefs take over, and then once we did get we used to go back to Boystown, we, you know, we planned for a, a thing there late in August that we had to kind of move back. So it's been good to get back there. You
0: know, I think, um, I love the you know, Oracle has just always been a cool site at, at Boystown. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, when Boystown closed and we moved it to Aldrich, it seemed like um, you did a really good job managing that. You know, I, I'm curious too, just What do you think got you ready or sort of to that point, you know, maybe physically, emotionally, mentally to to take on a site? I mean, I know you've led a lot of workouts, I think, um, you know, but anything sort of there that you recognize maybe internally that got you prepared to
2: lead us an AO or? Um, Well, one being asked, you know, said, hey, we want you. consider this uh, uh that's always a good first step I, I hadn't really considered it necessarily at the time i knew it, it might be coming at some point i lived by a golden spike and thought well that might be a good one someday to to be considered but i, I mean wait time came and asked me he said you're here pretty much every saturday uh i we'll want you to think about it and so i did and uh, you know there there's a certain aspect of, of service you know once you're doing something for a little bit you know you're, you're participating in reading cues and stuff but at some point I mean, f3 has meant a lot to me in terms of creation of relationships creation of my you know all three us really and there' was that aspect it was time to start giving back in a more significant way the thing I was most worried about is my social media abilities which have have grown significantly it's funny my office always wanted me to be on social media and tweet about stuff and I was just like you know what do I really need to to do this and they'd always have me send them stuff they tweet out for the office. And so I think they were most happy that my Twitter presence expanded by my exercise program so that I actually use it for work now occasionally. <laughs> and uh, so they've been very happy about that. I love that. See, see for you, your, your work too,
0: tell me yeah. you can hit on it a little bit there, but maybe second and, and third app, um, what's been sort
2: of your experience the last three years in those areas? Um, well, the first was a first F was a good thing for me just from an acceleration standpoint. I needed to be pushed there. So the second F, I think the male relationship aspect of things, a fellowship part of it, which obviously a lot of people will comment on, is, has been significant just to improve quality of relationships and the, the connection of relationships. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the expanse of people that you know, in town, and, and it's crazy. It's like a different, it's a different level of knowing that, you know, there might be, there's guys obviously you work out all the time, but there's guys that maybe you don't cross paths with, but they're an F3 guy. And, you know, there's maybe just a slightly different mentality than the general public for the, those people. And so um, there's a more, a like minded aspect to a lot of aspects of our life. Obviously, there's different opinions on a lot of different things, and we all have different things going on, but generally, there's a perception of you want to be the best version of yourself you can, and not necessarily always for you, but for the benefit of others, right? For the benefit of your family, your ability to serve in other capacities, whatever the case is. Um, faith aspect of it to me, I, I've been Catholic my whole life, I've always gone to church, and I've had service um, basically taught to me for a long period of time, even going to Jesuit high school, Creighton Prevents, aspect of service always been taught and it's been part of my life, but really instigating it, living it all the time, looking for opportunities tends to wane, especially when, you know, you get into life and work and family. So having, I mean, like one of the first things I dealt with, what uh, plagued you and I and Enotos did that Christmas thing at Abide like my first like five months or whatever, that first Christmas, we volunteered that Saturday. Which I thought was one of the coolest things. One, because you could do it with people that you knew. So you had an aspect of community with your group. But the fact we were able to help, and and now as f 3s grown, the ability to help, you know, I think helping groups like Heartland Hope and The Pantry and this paint thing going on for, raising money and I mean as a group there's so much more powerful than just individually. But I think there's more there's more opportunities and there's more responsibility to step up for those things than if you're just trying to be accountable for that self that stuff yourself. Um, there's definitely a perspective of F3 members to know that there that there are things out there more important than yourself. And, and as a group, we can be of more service to, to others. I love that.
1: Um, you know, I like to think in the perfect world that if I wasn't an F3 and I never found it, I would be a person who felt a of yeah. service um, yeah. to the community and would go on and do these things. But the truth of the matter is, I was like that, I wasn't like that before F3. Um, no. And I, I think you kind of hit on a key point there of being, well, you can go to some of these events um, with a group of people, you know, so it's less awkward. There's not that initial barrier of I'm not going to know a soul there and
0: I've had some reservations of going, I think it's super important. So, What, um, I, am curious, you know, as you're, you've talked about, you know, all three apps and the Q source and, um, have you found, you know, QSource, either the conversations or maybe a shield lock or has some of the content helped to guide you on, on those, um, different journeys or has it been just all sort of interacting with other guys or what's been? I think,
2: um, you know, it's interesting, Q QSource gives you a frame of reference. I think it, it puts a, it puts a thought process around a certain number of those topics that, that and especially since I've been doing it for a few years and obviously that repeats and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because the discussion is different every time but it's just kind of a, a being it, having it refreshed in your mind all the time has been a good thing but the, the one thing to me that has been <laughs> that's has helped it also is the book uh, the book group that's meet that I, I know Greek Freak and Girls have, have led some some of those, and I, I haven't participated, like I haven't gone to their discussions, which would be great, but some of the books that they have had and have read, I, I, I'm not a, a really fast reader and I probably haven't been able to find time to keep up at their pace, but i kind of followed them after a few weeks and picked up some of those books and read them uh, for just my personal, I, I, I think they're, they're good things that we need to spend time focusing on, but I kind of read them at my own pace. And so I I have read some of those, which have been a huge help for me and my life and my marriage and relationship with my own, or at least putting things in my mind or frame of reference to be thinking about things a little differently and better. So those have been helpful, even without the discussion, uh, because they're things I wouldn't necessarily have stumbled upon myself necessarily, but having that frame of knowing some guys are looking at those has, has has been a big help. And, and you mentioned, you mentioned shield lock, you know, for a while, uh, thinking about shield lock of just being friends and, and guys, you know, in your group was one thing uh, I have gotten into a smaller shield lock uh, group by invitation that has been beneficial to me and, and I think um, long term, we'll, we'll, we're hopeful of where that'll, that'll be going. So just having an opportunity to share some things, about some things off each other from our, our stage of life relative to some others has been good, and um, it's good to get some perspective. And you, you realize, in a lot of things, there you're not alone. And, and you know, we, we know that as a group here, but sometimes you probably get in some other discussions. But realizing things that you're dealing with, there, there, there is somebody who probably understands your perspective more than you realize. Um, it's just not the kind of stuff you stumble upon in life all the time, right? So
0: that's that's really cool you know I, I don't know that we I think even you know participating in those um, the book studies on Tuesday or now Thursday mornings I I don't think we even um, imagined or have thought through that there might be guys out there reading through those books um, on their own and I love that because that's you know like you mentioned you don't have to participate in the discussion or you know but they are um, definitely some good good content there so I love that yeah you know, the, um, we, we had talked a while back with um, Rollbar and he, he kind of mentioned, you know, the you know there's sort of a big shield lock and, and a little shield lock and, and kind of um, just the, just creating space for guys to say it's, it's okay and it's actually purposeful to have a smaller group of guys that you may be sharing more with. Um, have, have you found, you mentioned sort of being vulnerable at a larger Q-source discussion has been challenging,
2: but has the shield lock
0: structure kind of giving you an opportunity to to share more deeply
2: or yeah yeah um for sure i think and and even at at the key source level i think there's a, a certain level of comfort with that group everybody kind of has a knowledge of what expectations are in that meeting and you're not the professional in that day or you're not trying to keep a certain face to to you know lead others or nobody's looking to you for something you're able to, to be who you are and share what you think is important the shield block setting I would say gives us an opportunity to really kind of you know gut check each other about how things are uh, maybe there's a, a different level of discussion about things that are important to you or things that are affecting you that you know maybe aren't necessarily something that are within a larger group you want to talk about but it, but it's whether it's at that setting or the bigger setting, uh, I still go, it, it, it has been amazing to me when, when you're in that situation to share, the amount of things that people are dealing with are not necessarily, I mean, they shouldn't be a surprise to us, right? And they shouldn't be that the, the different things people are dealing with and that the experiences we all have sh- should be able to share or offer so that somebody else can benefit from them. Don't know that we always realize and we've talked about this even in Q source before even though you may not say a whole lot I think people don't always realize the impact that they have just by how they work out or what they may have said to one person that day that you were near and here I mean here's so many things on a workout here's so many side discussions and you may not have thought you had much of an impact on somebody but your, your impact could be pretty significant, whether it's in a cot or just a discussion you're having at you know a coffee afterwards.
1: Uh, I really like how you touched on uh, not really knowing the significance of of your output, right? Um, it could be the smallest gesture, it could be the most brutal uh, cue that you led. Yeah. I, I don't know. You never know what's going to resonate yeah. with someone. So yeah. I, I certainly appreciate that. I guess I would want to ask you I mean is there anything that comes to mind as something that stuck out to you during your time here that would just really was impactful for you?
2: Um, I, I guess in, in general the the amount of things people are willing to share about their life or what's bothering them has, has always been I mean early on it was surprising to me but I haven't really been exposed to a lot of that situation with other men on a regular basis right mm-hmm. uh, uh, so the ability to reach a comfort level of being able to do that or that people feel you're important enough for them to share that with you has been interesting to me. I don't, I don't think people should think, and I, I would say I'd offer this, people, people may think that if I'm not sharing, I don't think they're that important. No, I just don't do that. So if I am, that's pretty, that's, you're, you're pretty important if that is the case. But um, the, the, the amount that people are willing to do that has been a shock to me and has been a, a benefit to me. I've, I've always kind of been by myself, but the ability to have others around and challenge you and do different workouts um, and your willingness to go because somebody else said they were going to be there. your your the challenge of not letting somebody down because you said, oh, I'm, I'm gonna be there tomorrow. And that, that's a huge, huge, for a lot of people, a lot of people mention that, but that there's a responsibility and a reliability level there that kind of changes people's approach to fitness, I think. Okay. So, anyway, it's funny. We, we were talking this morning at sort about consistency, and <laughs> we said, you know, uh, I'm kind of a creature of, of routine and habit, and, and the fact of when you wake up at four fifteen to go to workout or pre-run every every day it almost becomes nothing because it's just it's the routine of the day and that's what you should do. And if you don't do that, the rest of the day becomes just way off kilted. something I experienced. And we did talk about that a little bit today and that, that if you can get to the point in your life where missing your four thirty or five o'clock workout in the morning is is a, a problem, so they get you to go, that, that you're probably that's probably a good thing.
0: I, uh, I, I love that you mentioned that. I, I've been, you know, preparing for, you know, baby number two. So I've been yeah. intentionally disrupting my routine and it, it is yeah. hard. It's like, it's really challenging. Hey, you know, on that topic. So I, I did um, just doing my research, you know, before the interview today, looked up some of your old back blasts and you yeah. are a creature of habit. It turns out uh, you, I've noticed for your COTs, you like to reference, uh, you know, national hop a day or Shanti. Yeah compliment yeah. Any insight? Because you have cued a lot, and you you deliver a really good beat down and cot. Any um, insight or advice you might give to a guy who's sort of on the fence with whether
2: they're ready to lead their first workout or not for that bq? Any advice you give? No, I so so yeah. I've, I've pulled the national days a few th- times just because it's if it's interesting, it provides you a basis. Sometimes it's not very interesting, right? Um, and and actually. I'm queuing this Friday at the YAR, which uh, Huffy asked me to do it, and I don't I don't really like coupon workouts. And I have not queued there before, but I went to work out there a few weeks ago. But my my COT and my workout will not be based around national day. So we could have that at least. But this will be over by this time. But for, for you guys willing to, to do it, it's you have to I don't know that you realize how supportive of an environment this is. If you you know, the first time doing something at work or a professional thing or school or whatever, you know, you're you almost on an island in terms of your performance expectation or whatever. But here we you know, when I when I talk with VQ guys when I was site queued, say, you know what, if you make a mistake, if you don't tell anybody, nobody's gonna know. And there will be some things that are going to be obvious. And you know what? Absolutely no one's going to care. Uh, What everybody cares about is that you're going to come back and that you're going to be, feel comfortable at the end of this. Um, So that would be my advice is accept any help anybody offers. uh, Call on guys to do things because they're going to be more than willing to do it during your workout. And plan a little extra, and if you don't do it, Nobody will ever know, unless you put in your backwash that so you had extra planned and you didn't need it. Nobody will ever know that <laughs> you had three things that didn't get done because you ran out of time. But they'll notice if you run out of time and you'd have nothing to do, right? So uh, the biggest thing is just not worry about it because it, everybody's going to be happy with what you've done and it'll, it'll be fine.
1: I agree. I think the, uh, you know, the VQ is always a blur for, for the guys anyway. Yeah. So you're yeah. you're on such a high afterwards that you don't even, no one even knows you messed up. You probably don't even realize you messed up. So it's all good. Uh, you, yeah, I know you were kind of talking about the VQ for the new guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that kind of is a good segue into what advice would you give a new guy? Like a guy that's just starting now, um, what would you impart with him?
2: Um, I, you guys, I would say, lean in and come back, you know, whatever workout you did that day, whatever you've done two or three times, they're always going to be different. If you didn't like it, go to a different side. If, if you know, it maybe wasn't quite what you were looking for, ask some of the other guys. Maybe there's a different site that does some different things. It's it's such a unique thing, F3, in terms of, you know, people, is it a cult or whatever? I mean, it's such an odd thing for somebody to come across as an initial experience. And, Sometimes a first impression may not always be the best. uh, And sometimes it might be awesome, but uh, once you have gone a few times and and get that comfort level and obviously go to coffee, I I didn't go to coffee for a long time, but once I started doing that, that, that's a whole different experience just in terms of people's welcomeness and ability to bring you into the group. It's, uh, I, I would say just go enough times to make a truly informed decision about whether or not it's for you or not. Because there, there's so many levels to it that there's a lot of things to be for you in it. And there, there's so many things you might benefit from that you don't even know, so.
1: Well, I, I certainly appreciate that. I think you you touched on something that NODO has touched on too. It's, you know, your first experience, it is kind of corny, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, let's not be around the bush. It is corny to yeah, come, and yeah. the names are kind of corny, and the name of the exercises are pretty corny. But you know, looking past that, there really is something there. So sticking around, checking out a new side. I, I love that advice. Yeah. Well, hey, I I want to be respectful of your time and a brain of time playing time. Um, you know, I was wondering if you could take us out with a with a good COT.
2: With a COT. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So hey, this is I, the first time Plague's actually let me close out the, the podcast. So uh, I meant name-a-rama, but that's just my lack of experience
2: so, uh, <laughs> was uh, was I was going to say, I started to prepare one for Friday. If you want me to give away Friday, start I can give a preview no, for no, Friday. No. How about that? <laughs> no, we'll edit that out. Let's, uh, let's close <laughs> I mean, name rama Today is
0: national, uh, national American Beer Day or, you know. Oh, uh, hey, that's not a bad one. It's not a bad one. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to close
1: out. John Witworth 30, Pony Express.
2: Pony Express. Bring Express. the plague. The plague. The plague. Mazu, 51, Vandalay. Vandalay, respect. Vandalay. All right. Respect. Thank you, guys. Appreciate
0: it. Good afternoon. Yeah, thank you. Later, guys. Yeah.